Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Yeah, first of all, it's really great to be here. There's so much sobriety in this meeting, um, and I've heard a lot about this meeting. So uh, first, I'd just like to begin with a prayer. God, I surrender myself to you. I surrender everyone in this meeting to you. I ask that you just help us uh, say what you want us to say and hear what you want us to hear. And thank you so much for um, for sobriety and um, for these meetings. Amen. All right, so today um, I wanted to talk about learning to surrender. Surrender has just uh, been really dear to my heart um, ever since I started the program. And this seems kind of obvious, but when I think of surrender, at one point in the program, I the, the image of a battle came to my mind. And so uh, if you will, just picture, yeah, a battle and when the losing side surrenders. Um, so the first the first step in surrender is just the the losing side is recognizing they're going to lose and recognizing that they're going to either suffer a lot of casualties or they might even die themselves. And then after recognizing um, that they're going to lose, they just stop fighting. Um, they admit defeat, and then they really give themselves over to a greater power, someone who um, can over can overpower them. And oftentimes, when the side loses the battle, um, the the higher power, if you will, then imposes their government or their ideas or their rules or their way of life onto um, the losing side. And so this this image just has really helped me know kind of the essence of surrender. And luckily for me, when I surrender myself to my higher power, um, he doesn't impose his way of life or impose his rules on me. It's more of a gift. And I'm able to um, then receive the strength and the power that comes from him. And I just... uh, yeah, need to be very transparent. Surrender is very gradual for me. I'm a very um, resistant person and I don't like change. And it just takes me a long time uh, to adjust to change and to new ideas. So surrender is just a really continual process. And I like to think of life as just kind of one long process of surrender uh, to a power greater than myself and to a life that is just more and more free and more and more real. And surrender is kind of scary because it can go, for me, it can go both ways. Um, so I can surrender to things that are really healthy and good for me, but I can also, if I so choose, surrender to things that are really unhealthy and really um, dangerous for me. And you know, in a lot of ways, I am still unsurrendered. But before I came into the program, I was very uns- um, unsurrendered to the healthy things and was very surrendered to uh, the unhealthy things. So I was just surrendered to lust. Um, I was really surrendered to unreality and what I thought life was like. I was surrendered to um sexual fantasies. And I was surrendered to my own ideas, how I thought I would heal. I was really surrendered to shame um, and unworthiness. I just, I was convinced that I was kind of this 
um, hidden evil and that, you know, whoever I came into contact with or whatever situation I was in, that I would just kind of like ooze badness um, upon the people. And that was not a fun place to live in. Um, so I really, I really used the white book as kind of um, to, to pull the main quotes for, for this talk from. And I like the white book because it speaks of surrender as the third option. So there are three options um, that it presents. The first one is just to act out, to give in to the, the lust and temptation. And that did not work for me. Um, the second option is to suppress the lust or to fight against it, to try to, to white knuckle it. And that also didn't work. And I, I ended up just kind of going back and forth between trying to suppress any lustful thought that came into my head um, and, and white knuckling it and then just full blowing acting out, just really giving into it. Um, but the third option is, is neither one. It's just uh, stopping and it's surrendering. It's letting go of the lust and latching on to a power greater than myself. And I think the first time I really encountered surrender was even before I came into the program. Um, I was living in New York at the time and I had just, I was like really, really nervous. And I had just confessed a lot of things to this person. Um, and it was a stranger, didn't, didn't know this person. So, um, but had confessed a lot of things to them. And at the end, you know, I was just looking down. I did not want to look up at this person. I was so ashamed. And he responded by saying, okay, you need to find God in these moments of temptation. And so I was like, okay, all right, my confession's over. Like, thanks for giving me the advice. I'm just going to go on with my life. Um, but again, he said, I need to find my higher power in those moments of temptation. And I didn't know it, but that was really, he just gave me the key to surrender. Um, and surrender for me is the way out. Um, you know, my, my faith tradition mentions like a way out. And, you know, this program is the way out. But before I came into the program, I was, I was searching for this way out, but I had never found it. Um, I was like, everyone else has found it, but I just, I don't know, maybe it doesn't exist for me. So I remember um, I was sitting on the subway with a really good, with a really good friend of mine. And I was just expressing my frustration to her. I said, you know, I ask for help in those moments, but my higher power is not pulling through for me. He is not helping me. And she just turned to me and said, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> and boy, did I resent her for that. My goodness. Um, so at that time, you know, I really just, I beat myself up because of that. I was like, ah, oh, she's right. I don't have faith. I'm a terrible, you know, I'm a terrible person. But in reality, it was just where I was at that time. You know, I didn't need to blame myself. It was just um, where I was in my story. And, um, but I, I figured that the way out is surrender. And I learned that, um, through the program. And finally, I was able to put a name, um, to what that man was talking about, finding my higher power in those moments of temptation. So the white book gives some beautiful definitions of surrender. A couple are surrender is the giving up of something specific. That's on page 80 of the white book. And then on page 81, it says, at each, at each subsequent stage, there will be a sticking point where a specific attitude or action will have to be acknowledged and dropped before I can become comfortable again. And I also added, or before I can move forward in the program. Um, or, or not even in the program. I mean, I can keep working the steps, but as a person, before I can move forward, sometimes I reach um, a halting point and I'm just really stuck. And I have to, I have to let go of a certain ideal or a certain habit before I can move on. So I was thinking about surrender in terms of the 12 steps, 
And so I just kind of want to like take you all through the 12 steps for my experience of surrender. So step one, um, and in all of these steps, I had to let go. I had to surrender something. So it's kind of the negative aspect of surrender. But then I also had surrender to something positive um, to replace the things I was letting go of. So in step one, I had to really let go of this idea that my life was manageable. Um, I was still living at home with my parents. I, um, well, yeah, for a long time, I didn't have a job. I just was very depressed and I, I couldn't work. Um, and I was just, yeah, I was acting out all the time. So I had to really let go of this lie that I, I had my life in, in good order. Um, and I also had to surrender the lie that I had power over lust, that I could manage it. And so then I had to surrender to the fact that I'm a sexaholic. And I still do this every morning. Um, I read like a list of truths to myself. And one of those truths is that I'm a gratefully recovering sexaholic, um, just to kind of, yeah, start the day out right and remember what I am. Um, and I don't know if it was during step one or it was probably just kind of throughout working the steps, but I remember just really powerful moments, especially early on in the program when I would be, you know, when I would go down that path of entertaining a, a lustful thought or, you know, I would just really feel like that wave, physical wave of lust in my body. And um, instead of latching onto it, I would just, sometimes I would just kneel and sometimes I would put out my hands and just say, like, I surrender. And I would just kind of wait um, and I would encounter my higher power there and eventually the lust would, would go away. Um, and I, I'm not sure why it, it just started working because I feel like I had tried that before, but I think part of it was that I had surrendered um, to the program at that point. I had said, okay, I'm going to try this. And so there's really power for me in the program and in the steps. Um, so in step two, I, um, I'm trying to go through the steps in my head. So in step two, yes, I had to uh, surrender this idea that I could restore myself to sanity. Um, up till very recently, I was pretty convinced of this. And the way I was going to restore myself is with my brain, with my sick brain. So I would just try to think my way out of things. And I would just, yeah, I would spend so much time just thinking and thinking um, and trying to analyze everything so I could think my way out. But that did not work. Um, I also had to surrender the idea that my higher powers uh, desire for me was to live this life that was unattainable. Like he was, he was somewhere way up there and so was everybody else. And um, I thought it was just, you know, perfection is, is what he, he does want perfection for me, but not like right now at this moment. Um, and so I had to let go of this fact or this lie that my higher power wants me to be this perfect person right away. Um, I also had to let go of the lie that my higher power wanted whatever life was going to be most miserable for me, whatever was going to be the most hardcore um, and terrible for me, that's what he wanted. And so letting go of those things, I had to surrender to a new kind of higher power. And what really helped me do that was just my interactions with other members in the program. Um, interactions with my sponsor, interactions with my parents, just people who really embodied my higher power and the qualities of my higher power. So now every morning I'm able to surrender to a tender higher power, one who is patient and understanding, um, one who knows me better than I know myself. And so I don't, I don't need to hide from him. Um, and one that is so merciful to me. Um, 
So step three, uh, giving, yeah, making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. So I just really had to give up my unwillingness. And I love how this program is just so merciful. Um, I think, yeah, in one of the books it says, like, just pray for the the willingness to be willing. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense, but but it it does. And it it's worked for me. You know, I I sometimes I'm at that point, I'm just I'm not willing. So I have to pray for the willingness. Um and yeah, so so step three was really good for for surrendering my unwillingness. Step four, I feel like I surrendered my past. And the concrete way that I did that was just writing it all out. Um, and then in step five, I surrendered my hidden self um, because, you know, I had shared these things with people before, but it was just, yeah, sharing it with my sponsor, like, was just so helpful because I was just getting it out in the open. And I was also surrendering my version of reality. You know, the things I had written down were still things that were contained in my head. And so now they were out. Um, Someone else knew them. My higher power knew them. And I was able to surrender to a new version of reality. And then step six and seven, uh, surrendering my defects. And obviously, I'm still surrendering all of these things. Um, It's a lifelong process. Um, Step eight, I feel like yeah, writing out the list of persons I had harmed, I was really surrendering and giving up um, specific people. I, I guess, yeah, my victims, people I had lusted after um, and was surrendering my secrets. And then in step nine, um, step nine did not go how I thought it would go. I, you know, I thought I would be making like all these really hard amends. Um but it, it was more, it's more of a living amends, not so much going to someone and saying I was wrong. And so in step nine, I really had to surrender my ideas of how I was going to make things right because I knew what was best. Um, but it was just really freeing surrendering those ideas. Um, step 10, I surrendered my faults and also my time. Um, I started getting on a, once a week, I started getting on a nightly reflection call and uh, just, yeah, admitting um, the biggest lust hit during the day. And that was, uh, you know, my greatest resentment and what could I have done? And that was really helpful for me. Um, And then also doing a nightly inventory, just writing where I was selfish, dishonest, resentful, and afraid. Um, and then in step 11, step 11 was a really big turning point for me because um, at this point, I I realized I couldn't just surrender lust or surrender resentment. I had to actually surrender myself. Um, and it says this in the white book. It says, I couldn't just surrender my lust. I had to surrender me. And it was really... Um, I don't know what word I should use. I guess it it was very providential, um, if you will, that I actually came across um, a prayer of surrender. And it just says, um, like, you're basically just, I'm basically just surrendering myself to my higher power. So I say, um, like, higher power, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. And I just repeat that 10 times. Um, and this is kind of my form of meditation. Just, yeah, I surrender. I surrender. Um, because I know that that is the, that is the place in meditation where I receive the strength, the power that is greater than myself. Um, and in step 11, I, I also had to surrender this idea that I could decide whether I was good or bad or right or wrong, or even sober or not sober. Um, I was not God. And so I was finally, finally, after so long, able to surrender to that act that I am not my higher power. Um, and I had to, I had to surrender my own, my own ways that I, I thought I would heal. Um, another, 
Another definition from the White Book about surrender, it says surrender is the change in attitude of the inner person that makes life possible. And so when I don't surrender, that that's death for me. Um, and I'll just kind of give you a story as an example. Um, recently, I I was really resentful against my my dad. Um, he, uh, you know, my parents are so giving, and I was sick, and they wanted to bring me a meal. Um, and my dad didn't ask; he just like told me. He said, "We're we're coming over, so get ready. Um, we're bringing you a meal." And immediately, I felt really um, threatened. Like you didn't ask me, and this isn't part of my schedule. And what what do you think you're going to bring me a meal? I don't think so. Um, so I I did I did try to surrender that. You know, I called my sponsor and I told her about it and I wrote about it. Thank you so much, Luke. I see it. Um, I told her about it, but then um, another resentment came up towards my mom, and I did not surrender that one. Um, and you know, I was just thinking about it today. I was like, why, why did this not work? And it it was because I didn't surrender it. So um, a couple of days later, I was talking to my mom, and I basically just her, I was like, you guys just give me all the leftover food in your house. And it just came out. And I was like, I know, like I'm a selfish child. And she's like, yeah, you are a selfish child. And I just, I was like, dang it, there it is. It just came out. That's where the, the resentment came out. Um, so whenever, yeah, whenever I refuse to surrender, it just, it means death for me um, and death to other people. I'm not bringing good into the world anymore. Um, yeah, I'm bringing death. And so now I'm able to um, just recognize and surrender that resentment. And I'm able to surrender to even the unknown um, and to mercy. And then currently I am on step 12 and I'm able to surrender my time. That's been a big one recently. I think my higher power is just asking me to use my time more intentionally. Um, and to kind of wrap up here, I just wanted to mention some other things that I've surrendered to, um, or I've, yeah, I've given up, uh, the idea that marriage is not just a lust contract. I was very convinced of that. Um, I also had to surrender this idea that a person has to fill my God space. Um, I really, yeah, it was just one person after another, um, but that's gotten so much better. And now, now God is actually in, in the God space. I had to surrender this lie that I am special or entitled, um, that I'm exempt from punishment and that I'm always innocent. And then in, in place of those, I've had to surrender to um, my sponsor's advice, the steps, um, regular prayer, and just the fact that I'm a worker among workers, um, I'm just I'm just a person. Um, and then to wrap up, I'll just leave you with, I know for me when I'm stuck and I have trouble surrendering, these are just some things that I do. Um, and I realize later that it's basically just step one, two, and three. But I admit powerless um, powerlessness. Um, I say I surrender myself to you to my higher power. I just say it until I believe it. I ask for the strength to surrender. Um, I take a small step, you know, if that's calling someone or even if it's just getting out of bed, like any, any small step I can take um, to do the next right thing. I also um, will, you know, just talk about my lack of surrender with my sponsor or other members in the program. And that helps me realize I don't have to do this alone. And also a really big one is just to give it time and to keep working the program. You know, if I'm not surrendered in one area, then I just, I go to meetings, I pray, I read, I'm of service, I have contact with others, and I just keep taking those steps. And by some miracle, um, the thing that I wasn't surrendering, I'm able to surrender it eventually. So. Um, I think that is all I have. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Luke, and thanks, Michaela. Um, what a wonderful share. 
very simple and basic, but so very profound. Um, I love the way he broke this, each step down into what surrender means. And I love the way you emphasized that it's, it's not perfect, like little steps along the way. You mentioned the sobriety in the room. Um, I looked back and more than one third of the people are like within the first days. And, and then there's others of us who've been around forever. Um, seems like, and this is just as important for every single one of us. It's, uh, I wanted to know if you could talk more about um, what it means to surrender to death to yourself. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. Um, okay, so like the negative, the negative surrender. Is that, yeah. Um, is that what you're saying, Nancy? Like the negative surrender? Well, I'm not sure. Um, like when you were talking, uh, you gave the examples of uh, with, with your mom, and it's like I had to die to myself. And um, that was where the question came from. Mm -hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're thinking like dying of self, like a sacrifice kind of. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess what, what I was talking about, like um, kind of if, if I don't surrender, that means death. Like basically if I don't surrender, then I'm going to act out and that leads to just shame and lots of negative things. Um, I think dying to self in a positive way, um, I guess like in terms of surrender, um, I, th I think that could mean just, I think it could mean like denying myself certain things that I know are not healthy for me. Um, like, yeah, just not watching certain things because I know that, yeah, it's going to have a sex scene in it or it's just not going to be healthy. Um, or um, at one point I was, um, I can't remember what I was fasting from, but just like not eating certain, a certain food or a certain drink, um, just to kind of help myself, like have more contact with God. Um, another way was, uh, for a while, this is my sponsor's idea, just like put a, um, like cover my mirror because I struggle with, uh, vanity. And so, just kind of like dying to myself in that way, because I know that something isn't good for me. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that, I hope that answered your question. Actually, that's great because to me, that's, that's perfect. It's the little tiny, it's those little tiny examples that you gave little bits along the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you both. Uh, Venkat S, could you please identify yourself? You can also do it in the chat to me. I was asked by somebody in the chat. Thank you. So Lee, could you please go on? Yes. Uh, Michaela, superb. I wanted to say two things that really struck me as being superb as a comment. I've been coming regularly for two years. It's the first time I've heard anybody go step by step through the steps, which is why and how we're all here. That is phenomenal. The other one is, an, is a conviction of mine, and that is also what you said. Time is a spiritual quantity, which allows things to evolve. I think that was regretting. Uh, a couple of other comments. I can't think my way out of a problem. And uh, I've heard that say, I can't think my way out of a problem with the brain that created it. So I've, uh, I, I believe that too. And lastly, a wartime image of a surrender, like I was in a battle with lust, was I was defeated. So I stopped fighting. I put down my we weapon and I waited further instructions. 
But what I surrendered, I found out, was a liberator. And it was the liberator and not lust that got me. That's all. Thank you, Lee. Federico? Thank you, Luke. And uh, thank you, Michaela, for, uh, for your share. It was a wonderful, wonderful share. Uh, I really got a lot from it. I really identified with it. Um, when I came into the program, I used to make fun uh, of people who uh, talked about surrender. You know, I had no idea what surrender was. Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was a silly thing. I didn't realize it was it was just absolutely crucial. It has to come at, at you know, the first thing, the first thing, you know, the first, um, you know, the first step, I guess. Uh, but I also like how you talked about surrender in your daily life, you know, the the daily surrender of, of, of the morning, also of the evening. I do something similar to you with regards to, you know, saying to my higher power, you know, you take care of it. Um, I do that in the evening uh, and I find it very helpful. So anyway, thank you. Wonderful share. Thanks. Thank you, Federico. Michaela, if you want to say something in between, you just jump in. If not, I go to the next one, okay? And finally, I think I can pronounce your, your name in the right way. <laughs> Brian K. Thanks, Brian K. Let's at California. Um, I deeply appreciate this too. I'm glad we're not a glum lot. I, I cracked up at your notion of marriage as a lust contract. Um, it really tells me once again, IQs can really go below zero. Only here would somebody think of marriage as a lust contract. So I appreciated that. In terms of surrender, um, I, I, I do also admire and appreciate you proving, once again, it's a real thing. I know when I first came into the program, I and many others took me years to realize surrender. What, what is this surrender thing? I just couldn't get it. And, and it took me years to realize, okay, going to a meeting is surrendering. I was drenched in lust before in the meeting, entering the meeting. I've left meetings because I was so soaked in lust, I had to leave. And I realized, oh, that is surrender. Okay, I physically go to the meeting. That's an hour out of my day. That's not spent lusting. And it's taken years to realize it's actually now a mental thing. And you've just demonstrated that, you know, repeatedly walking us through the steps. It's a mental thing. And I like how the white book says that mental thing is a real thing. It's as real as going physically to a meeting, but that is also what the white book means and the AA book means by spiritual, my I'm, attitude, my disposition. And with that, I pass. So thank you, Brian Lestetic. Thank you, Brian. Gene? Uh, thank you, Michaela, for your share today. I thoroughly appreciate it. I, I had a flashback when you were talking about surrender in a military conflict. I, I was an aircraft commander on a large aircraft uh, cargo plane evacuating Saigon in 75, April of 75. And I, I, I had a a cargo load of, of refugees evacuating from Saigon in the back of my plane. And it's just me and my co-pilot, my engineer, my navigator there in the front, loaded solid with people in the back. And we were flying out toward the ocean and an enemy aircraft came up beside us, a fighter. And, uh, set off the sign. I could look out to the side. He was sitting right out there. I knew he could, he could destroy us, all of us, easily. Uh, I felt that mercy Time uh, for, Time. for this pow power greater than myself. Thank you. And uh, I, I'm so grateful today of the mercy of this power greater than myself that's forgiving and, and can, can rock their wings at me and fly away. And, and not harm us uh, and it has all uh, real compassion for us today and thank you for that uh, memory and the, uh, that image of surrender that I am powerless and I'm at total mercy of this power much greater than myself thank you thanks Jean thank you Jean please don't forget to raise your virtual hands Rachna yeah, thank you, Luke. Uh, thank you, Michaela. Beautiful share. I I really want to be on your place one day at a time for sure. Uh, 
I have a question. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say I am from India, uh, working on step one. Have started working on uh, my step one with my sponsor, and uh, I am thirteen months sober as of now, and in SA as well. So I want to know how can I surrender my stagnancy uh, for working over the steps. I was very diligent. in the initial days maybe i was scared maybe i was in fear of slipping or relapsing uh, maybe maybe so many things but uh, now maybe i have become complacent or sometimes there is boredom i don't know i it's a very heavy word actually i feel sorry about it but still i'm not able to start writing which i was doing in step 0 a lot a lot but uh, i'm not able to start writing actually i'm reading i'm going through whatever homework i have got from my sponsor and i'm loving all those reading but i have i have become stagnant so can you uh, bring uh, some good idea about it if you have some essay i would really love it thank you yeah thank you thank you um yeah first i'm sorry you're going through that i Yeah, I also there was a a long period, I think it was around maybe steps 6 and 7. Um yeah, just went through like a rough patch um with my sponsor and and just with like um not wanting yeah, not really wanting to work the program. Um I guess things things that I've heard um if you like reach out to someone and ask if they could be maybe like your step work partner and just kind of keep you accountable um i've done that with actually i do, yeah i do that now not not necessarily with step work but there's a woman in the program and we just text every night and say basically the things we did to work the program that day um so it just always helps me to know that i'm not alone because if i isolate then yeah i'm never going to get it done um i think also um another thing i've heard is just to like write about it and see if there's maybe something deeper um in that resistance um just yeah bring it to your higher power and and just ask them to reveal um yeah maybe what's keeping you is there like a fear or um an idea that maybe you need to let go of that's keeping you from writing um Yeah, those are just some ideas. Yeah, thank you Michaela. Funny thing is I have a partner, step work accountability partner. I call her Sap and funny thing is we both have become like that more. <laughs> oh <laughs> thank no. Thank you anyways. Thank you. Maybe find a third partner. <laughs> thank you so much. At this point members with fewer than 30 days can also raise their hand and share. But first River, please go ahead. Thanks Luke, thanks for your service. Thank you Michaela. Wow, yes, I really got a lot out of that and very much resonated with your share. Um I had never heard that um phrase, I guess, um marriage being a lust contract and um that really rings a chord for me as well. I um I used to have in my acting out a uh, problem getting involved with married men um and I told myself you know that I what I was doing was no different than the spouse you know um we were both yeah had, we both had a less contract of different sorts and what a lie that is um and I was thinking about the play of fear and surrender um and how often I just refused to surrender my own thoughts and beliefs based on my fear about what that will leave and the responsibility that I'll be faced with um if I do surrender And so I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about your struggles with fear and strategies you've used to overcome fear of um you know maybe taking on more responsibility or setting down an old idea or ways that um your higher power has become you know more trustworthy for you so I'll pass Thanks for Oh, that's that's a hard question. <laughs> um yeah, let's see. Um I guess for me like um 
one, yeah, one really big fear I had is like um, just returning, returning to my faith tradition. I had a lot of fear about that. Um, and yeah, just, I guess some, some things are just first telling others the fear, like telling my sponsor the fear um, and telling others in the program, my fear and just hearing, um, hearing the others have that fear too. And that I'm not alone. Um, and I, I guess also just bringing that fear to my higher power um, and letting time really heal it because I think just the more, like the more I get to know my higher power, the more trusting I know he is. And so then I'm able to just welcome him into those moments of fear and know that I'm not alone. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think. that that's that's one I'm still struggling with so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) thank you Michaela thank you so much Stefan yeah uh, thank you Michaela um um, I could relate to a lot what you just shared and I'm really happy um about your honesty um and it is a it is a miracle for me um, to hear that you were talking about surrender in that in that way, and because it is, I think my main problem at the moment, and I've been going through a hard time the last days, um, and this year I had four months of sobriety, and I. And I'm, I was gambling with my sobriety, and I always am. Um, and what you what you shared gave me gave me actually gave me hope that the program could also work for me. Um, and I wanted to say thank you. Okay, my hand is raised, so. I'll go ahead. Um, thank you so much, Michaela. Um, very interesting to to go deeper and deeper and deeper and to, to circumambulate the word surrender as it's such a crucial word. I remember some time ago, uh, uh, one of the old-time members shared that somebody asked him something like, how can you see that a member is serious? about working this program, that he's really surrendered to the program. And he said, well, it's very easy when he follows the suggestions of his sponsor. So when he surrenders to the suggestions of the sponsor. And I think in my experience, that's really true. And that's for me also a good clue in in how serious I am and um, how serious my sponsees are or are not. And um, just one question is, I'm a, I'm a guy of 50, 54 years old. I have wrinkles, gray hair, but I still struggle with vanity. And uh, if there is a mirror in an elevator, as soon as the door closes, I will, I will obsess at myself in the mirror. And then when, the, when it comes to the right floor, I act as if I have not looked in the mirror at all. And I know that nobody on this call can... Uh, identify with that. But if you have any tools about this or any other little tips and hints, could you please share on them how you surrender vanity? Thank you. And you already said some things about the mirror, but maybe there's something else. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, Well, I don't... This probably wouldn't apply to you, but I, um, yeah, I just, I didn't wear, uh, mascara for a while. So just, yeah, like things that kind of, um, feed my vanity or can like, yeah, enhance what I look like. Um, just kind of stepping away from those for a while. Um, and, um, also just, yeah, also, Unfortunately for me, yeah, vanity is still something I kind of white knuckle. Um, so just like trying to not look in the mirror. Um, 
I think at one point I, I think I put my mirror in my closet or I turned my mirror over in my room. So just not to have, yeah, not even to have that temptation. Um, Um, something, something that my sponsor told me one time, um, is to like, when I'm picking out what to wear in the morning, like just bring God into that and kind of like, okay, we're doing it together. I'm not thinking about like, who do I want to impress today? Or what do I want to look like? Just, yeah, I'm just picking out clothes. Um, let's see. Yeah. And I think also just um, for me, just like getting rid of, getting rid of clothes that are, um, yeah, in any way like promiscuous or um, yeah, just getting rid of them because I know I'll, yeah, I'll never wear them. Um, Yeah. Those are just some things with vanity. Um, but it's it's definitely still a struggle. Yeah. Only a struggle. So thank you for your question. Thank you, Michaela. I guess I'm not doing that bad then because I haven't been wearing any mascara for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, now, is there still anyone who wants to share with Carolina? There you go. Hey, hi. Thank you, Michaela, for for your your sharing. And you make me think about surrender. I think it's the most important thing in this program. And the most difficult for me. Because I don't want to surrender until I have a level of suffer, suffering that I cannot handle anymore. And I am very used to suffer. So <laughs> the level I have to, to, to be is very high. So it's very difficult to surrender anything in my life. I want to, I, I asked God, I had to like a breakdown. Yes. Thank you. I finished. I just asked God to, I want to surrender now. I want to, I, I, I tell him, I want to learn without suffering now, but it doesn't work. I need to, to suffer a bit to surrender. Thank you. Thank you, Carolina. Me too. (laughs) I have a a high, yeah, high tolerance for suffering, unfortunately. Thank you, Carolina. Before I let Margot go as last one, uh, I got a a chat in the email direct, uh, in the chat box direct, and somebody shared that the local member turns off his self-view on Zoom for that very reason. I do so too most of the time. Often I forget it. And then I, I see that I'm only looking at myself instead of the 50 other people on, on the thing. And then I put it off again. So that helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. Margot, please go ahead. Thank you, Michaela. That was wonderful. I just appreciated so much. I never thought about the surrender as it related to surrendering lies about myself. Um, surrendering with each step. It was really got so much about out of it. I wondered if you could talk about how you changed your view of your higher power to the more loving view. Was it just like a decision or how did, if you could say a little bit about that? Thank you, Margo. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I I think there was some decision making in it, but no, because I just, I couldn't, like, I couldn't lie to myself because I was really convinced that, that he did want like something that would make me miserable. Um, 
And so I think, yeah, I didn't really do it. It was really just a gift. And I think the biggest thing was I was just really lucky and I encountered people in the program and other people in my life. Um, I don't know if I said this, but yeah, really embodied the the qualities that I wanted in a higher power. Um, so I, yeah, honestly, like, I think I was just very fortunate in that way. Um, I think also, I guess I did make a decision to just be easier on myself and um, to kind of strive after the things that I desired. Um, yeah, to give myself permission to do that. Like, um, yeah, like like for for example, I I thought you know I was supposed to be a nun, and um, I was like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to do that. Like, that's going to be a miserable life. Um, but, you know, I know now it's not, but just, I gave myself permission to, to desire marriage and to, um, yeah, to, it, I've taken little steps to like meet people and um, yeah, possibly date. And so just being easier on myself has, um I guess then, then I've like projected those qualities onto my higher power. Like he's, he's very easy on me. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's what I'll say. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the daily reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.